Hello friends and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 25, Weekend Magic. My name is Pete and joining me tonight is Tom. Hey, how are you? We're two guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So a little change to the intro for a new year. We've, we've left Matt out. We're still thinking of Matt. He's, and, st- uh, he's still alive. <laughs> Let's not make it bleak. <laughs> he is uh, still alive. Uh, you, you may notice a slight change in the logo. Which uh, we think Matt, is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, when Matt rejoins us, we'll uh, make the appropriate changes. So. Yeah, so um, uh, Happy New Year, Pete. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Uh, we've Again, we've been away for a couple weeks now due to the holidays and me being a sick individual. Sick as in not well, not, you know, sick and twisted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so we're excited to get back to talking about Disney. Uh, we're excited to plan our next trip to Disney, and we're going to get that process rolling. Um, so... Tonight, we are going to talk about doing Disney in a weekend. Um, A lot of our planning tips, a lot of our previous podcasts about planning have been around planning, you know, full-time long trips. A lot of people don't have a week or two weeks or three weeks or you lucky people. A lot of people don't have that much time to devote to a Disney vacation. So this is going to be more for for the weekend travelers who... Go down, maybe on a Thursday night, go to the parks Friday, Saturday, maybe a half day Sunday, and leave on Sunday. Anyway, before we get into that, let's uh, go to Tom with the news of the week. Tom, what do you got? Yeah, got uh, got some good news items this week. Um, Going to go ahead and start in, in Epcot for us. Uh, the Circle of Life, that's for those of all of us who have forgotten and not seen it in 20 years, is located in the land, will be closing permanently. Uh, the closed date is February 3rd, 2018. That'll be the final final showing. Uh, it, it is 22 years old, uh, so it's been there for quite some time. And it looks like the Disney Performing Arts will be taking over the space. Uh, they have previously been in a trailer between Germany and the Italy Pavilion, I believe. Uh, and the rumor is this trailer will be closed and cleared uh, for a new addition uh, at Epcot, which we believe would be Brazil. Uh, there's been some serious momentum with the Brazil Pavilion being put in there. There is space for it. Uh, so that would add yet another country to the uh, World Showcase. Moving over to Magic Kingdom, the 3 o'clock parade is back. And when I say back, I mean it's back in its proper time slot. Uh, for those of you that have been to Disney or been following it, it was shifted up to 2 p.m. Uh, for the last, what, six months, something, maybe, maybe, yeah, close to six months, maybe. Um, the reason they moved it up to 2 p.m., is because they had hard ticket events that would allow guests to enter at 4 p.m. and it caused a major traffic jam for the end of the parade and the folks coming in at 4 p.m. There are people going in, going out, and that area of Main Street can get um, pretty crowded pretty quickly. Uh, also in Magic Kingdom, looks like Trump has been added to the Hall of Presidents. Again, we know this happened, what, like December 19th, maybe December 18th, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks now. Uh, obviously, we've been out from the podcast did want to catch you up if you were not aware his animatronic has been added 
Uh, you can find it on YouTube. A lot of comments one way or the other. Again, not a political podcast. Not gonna not gonna get into that. Uh, but did feel it feel it necessary to share with you guys. Moving to Hollywood Studios. This is a really exciting bit of news. Toy Story Midway, Midway Mania will be experiencing some ride closures and track closures as they work to move toward the uh, opening of Toy Story Land. They're actually changing the entrance of Toy Story Mania. It'll no longer be in that tiny stretch of land that's now Pixar land or whatever they're, they're calling it. Pixar Place, I think, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going to move it to be within Toy Story Land. Uh, so they're going to be adjusting the queue and other areas for the attraction. Uh, nothing officially has been announced other than the third track being closed. Which is kind of scary, right? Because here you go, you're limiting... You know, a theme park that already has very few attractions, they're going to close parts of Midway Mania. And Yeah, and I mean, and, and if you look at Hollywood Studios, and, and specifically if you have younger children, this is probably your highlight attraction. You know, they may not be ready for Tower of Terror or tall enough for Rock and Roller Coaster. So, I mean, Star, Toy, Star Tours and Toy Story Mania are kind of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree, with, agree with Pete there that this could be scary for the time being. But again, we, we are going to look to the big picture here, and, and uh, Hollywood Studios will certainly be the, the park to be at uh, in the coming years. Moving to some general news and kind of resort news, Disney will no longer allow the Do Not Disturb signs. The staff will be required to check each room at least once a day. This is kind of a security change after some of the events that have occurred in our country. Uh, from a safety standpoint, they do want Disney staff members you know, checking each room. Uh, no issue there with me, uh, especially, you know, knowing I'm usually in the parks every minute I can be. Um, Disney-owned restaurants have been added to open table, and that would be more toward the resort restaurant side of things. Should probably generate a little bit of buzz, and, and I, I personally use open table a good bit, so that's a, a good change for me. There have been two new Magic Band colors added, brown and pink. Uh, my fiance actually had a pink magic band on our last trip, uh, so I have seen that one up close. Um, again, I think the more colors they add, the better, because when you have a big family or a lot of people going, even though your name's written on the inside, it's much easier to just know, hey, mine's gray, mine's pink, mine's blue, etc. And then this is another exciting bit of news. We mentioned there was a rumor that the Good Neighbor Hotels, that, that what, like we used to call them, would be adding the 60-day Fast Pass window. Uh, which was one huge advantage of staying on property versus staying off. That looks like that rumor has come true, and that started uh, first day of the new year, one one eighteen. So now you have these designated official Walt Disney World hotels that are quote-unquote off property or not in the resort uh, classification that give you that 60-day fast pass window. And uh, you also get access to extra magic hours as cor- well. Correct. So we we've talked about... You know, we initially said, hey, Disney bubble, stay on the on Disney property. You need the buses. You need the 60-day fast pass. You need the extra magic hours, all that. It may be more affordable. Again, we'd have to really run the numbers, but it may make more sense to, to not stay on the true Disney property. Uh, but that's, that's it for the news uh, news today, Pete. Any comments on that? No, not really. A lot of, a lot of catching up to do. A lot of this has kind of happened in the in the couple of weeks we've been away. So, you know, this all didn't just come out last week, but um, a lot of good stuff there. I'll tell you some some relevant news that's kind of happening today. Looks like the Epcot parking lot's been closed due to capacity with uh, what's yep. it, Disney, with, 
marathon. The marathon weekend, yeah. Yeah, it gets a little crazy. Um, have you have you been in the parks a race weekend? Uh, yeah, no, I've never been been to the Disney parks on any kind of, uh, to my knowledge, on any kind of race event. You wouldn't you would have known it. Um, we went with my wife and I went. She ran the Princess Half Marathon a couple of years ago, and I mean, there's a lot of people in the parks, and especially with the Princess Half Marathon, they're all wearing you know what they ran in, so they're all wearing tutus and. People dress up and they wear their medals around the park. Uh, when when they run the race, they run the mm-hmm. race through the parks. They do, yeah. But prior to park opening, prior to park opening, so I mean, you have to be there at like four a.m. and then you have to be done. I think it's by nine a.m. Um, does the does paying for the marathon get you into the park? Is it does park? not. Pete, the no. reason I'm asking, Pete and I are already kind of planning for. Uh, well, it'll be my wife then, and Pete's wife running the Princess Half Marathon, and. We're mooching onto a Disney trip. Because <laughs> yeah. we certainly be won't running. be running. <laughs> no. no, not not that far, at least. If it was a Disney one-mile marathon, I could run that. I, I don't know. To me, there's just something terrible about running 13 miles and then walking another 13 miles in the Pete. park. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. man. Well, good stuff. Well, let's move into our main topic for tonight, then. Uh, again, we're going we're gonna to discuss Disney in a weekend. So... Let's let's hit it from the top. Um, where do you stay? And I don't know. To me, if you're going to do Disney in a weekend, where you stay really doesn't matter all that much. Um, and unless you're staying very far off property and you're having to drive in, because if you're doing Disney in a weekend and you're trying to get as much as you can out of the parks, you're you're really going to be in the parks all day. So I certainly wouldn't recommend, you know, other than from a time standpoint, staying at you know, the contemporary or the grand Floridian, mm-hmm. but you do get the benefit of, Hey, you can take the monorail to two parks. Uh, so it, when we say weekend, we're saying two days, right? Um, let's say two to two and a half days. So let's, let's, let's st- start with you're getting in on Thursday night. You're going to the parks Friday and Saturday half and half day, a day Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Okay. So if we're going to talk where we're going to stay, obviously it, it, the cheapest route is where you go. That could be that could mean a variety of things to different people. Um, you know the cheap the cheapest route for you know if you have hotel points, if you can get some kind of a discount on a nearby hotel, I think that's off property. I think that's the way to go because going to on a trip that short, I don't know that you're taking advantage of the various things like the Disney meal plan and a Disney dining plan, excuse me, and you know fast passes maybe at you know at a limited capacity depending on how far out you're planning this so i think you go the cheapest route i'm totally with pete there i I would not stay at one of those uh you know deluxe resorts and and really you know from a transportation standpoint there may be some travel between the parks but you know if you're trying to do it in a very short time frame you're going to get to the parks that open and, and leave it closed pretty much right so you know being close I don't know that there's necessarily any advantage to that. You can Uber in from anywhere. Yeah, I would suggest Uber. I mean, I would think you'd use Uber no matter where you stay. Unless you're on property, obviously, then you're going to grab buses. But even on property, Uber's a lot quicker. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in my last trip, we had to use Uber. So I'm with you. So even to get from park to park. Now, that may change as Disney opens up other various transportation options. You know, the minivans. Um, and I did see those. A lot of people were using those. 
Yeah. So, you know, those are, those are going to be options and that's going to help you get around a little bit more efficiently. But, you know, from a where you stay standpoint, I don't really think it matters that much. Again, if you're trying to, if you're trying to do this on the cheap, then, then yeah, choose the most affordable option, obviously. But, um, but I don't know that from a time standpoint, where you stay is going to do anything for you. So tickets. Um, I mean, I think a park hopper is pretty much necessary for this, right? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, a park hopper, if you're going for two and a half days, especially, I'd say you at least want to hit three of the four parks where it stands currently. Um, you know, I'm looking at pricing now, you know, for for a two day or two and a half day trip, it's 60 bucks added per person for your park hopper. So I, I think that's well worth it considering you're going to want to hit Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, and Epcot. Now, what order you do those in, we can, we're going to try and help you with that. Uh, but I, I agree with you, Pete. I think a park hopper is absolutely necessary. And, and even if, you know, one park closes early, you can go to another park, even, even for that, you know, if, if you do decide you want to go to Hollywood studios and it closes at seven and magic kingdoms open till midnight, you know, you've, you've got the opportunity to go and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think a park hopper is necessary. And, and like Tom said, it's, you know, it's an extra $60 or so per ticket. That kind of varies depending on the ticket length that you buy, but well worth it. I, th- I think there's no question that you're going to, in order to, in order to be able to do everything that you want to do, you're going to have to go between parks a little bit. Really nothing else with the tickets. You know, I don't know if, if you've looked at the prices of one or two day Disney tickets recently, Tom, but I mean, it's, it's expensive. Yeah, I, I have uh, taken a gander at it. It is it is not cheap, and I spent and I, I compare it to the trip I just took, where we were there what six days, five nights, or something like that. It's and y'all are gonna think I'm crazy. It's not that much more expensive when you break it down. To add to once you hit that four day window, you start really getting some some you know relative deals. You know, deals well, yeah, because you're paying sense. because at that point you're paying an extra ten dollars for another day's worth of ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, your your cost per day goes from, you know, $100 a day. It costs $100 a day to get into a Disney park, roughly, to, you know, when you get out to that five, six, seven day ticket, you're paying $65 a day or $50 a day. So this is kind of why we stress so much planning for longer trips and trying to take longer trips is because it is a lot more cost efficient once you get out to those five, six day trips. So your tickets are going to be expensive. I mean, there's and there's nothing you can do about that. You know, there's a lot of or there were in the past. I think I think Disney's done a pretty good job of eliminating it. There's a lot of kind of scams out there where people are selling partially used tickets and don't buy a partially used ticket and think you're going to get into the park. You know, with the with the biometrics that Disney's employed, it's just not going to work. They know the tricks. If you go and your fingerprint doesn't scan, they're not going to let you in. So really your, your tickets are kind of a fixed cost. There's nothing you can do about that. Um, okay. So where to stay tickets, food. Again, like Tom said, meal plan on this one. I, I say, no, you're going to waste. If you get a meal plan, you're going to waste a lot of time sitting in restaurants even a quick service meal plan, I, I still say no. If you run the numbers, I don't think you're going to save money doing the quick service meal plan. 
So that's why I'm saying no. I, I don't think there's any – I, I kind of disagree on the time restraint. I think whether it's a quick service meal plan or you just got to eat quick service, it's the same amount of time. Now you I'm, could, see, I'm, see, I'm more of a grab it and eat it as you walk to your next ride. Well, I mean, kind you of really push it to, hey, make sandwiches and bring them in the park. I mean, you, you could, could push do it that. to that extreme too and really save some money. You could do that too. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm not all about that, but – yeah, I mean the chicken, the chicken tenders and fries are really good at Disney, so <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't pass that up. But but I'm gonna say, you know, yeah, you may want to eat a sit down meal one night. You know, you may want to go to a restaurant if you're gonna do that. Do it late night when the parks aren't open, because otherwise you're really just you're really just wasting time you could be spending in the parks. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more, especially for such a short, you know, short time at Disney World. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of your planning. So execution, how do you do this? Obviously, you know, you've got four parks. If you're only there for three days, going to be difficult to see four parks in three days, particularly if you're going during a time period that's busy or sort of busy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, especially you look at some of the wait times right now. Yeah. If you were so, to try to go. <laughs> my, my first recommendation is, if you're going for a short time period, unless you absolutely have to, can Hollywood Studios. Man, so I'm, I'm torn on this fact. I'm with you in canning the Hollywood Studios, not worth it for a full day. Although I did go for a full day, and there are reasons to do that. But how quickly could you just knock out Hollywood Studios? Well, that's true. You could. I mean, could you? You could theoretically, stay with me, make your Fast Passes in Epcot. Go to Hollywood Studios at Park Open, hit Toy Story Mania, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster once, and be out of there. Bust Epcot. Yeah. No, you definitely could. But. I, I mean, it's doable. You're absolutely right. It's doable. And there's nothing, there's really not a whole lot at Hollywood Studios. You could knock out the highlights, depending on it. Now, if you're not a thrill-seeking junkie, agree. Zero point to go. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, I'm just thinking out loud here. That's, that's one thing no, you I, could do. You could, you could definitely do that. So that is an option. But for me, I mean, I, and, and I, like, I like Tower of Terror. I like Rock and Roller Coaster. But is it worth, you know, taking the three hours out of an Epcot day to go there? I don't know. I think that's very dependent on your interest and what, what you look for in a vacation and what you look for going to Disney World. I think, say we're doing two and a half days and you, and you choose to go that route, knock out Hollywood Studios, then to Epcot. Now you're really... You're really shortening either. I mean, because Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom are arguably both full day parks at this point. So what do you, you know, what do you do there? You know, mm-hmm. you're you're forced with Animal Kingdom's kind of in Timbuktu by itself from a, a and I'm thinking travel distance time between parks. You know, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's an interesting argument. I I guess if you could look at like you said first, just leaving Hollywood Studios completely out, and then how would you structure it? Would you go full day Epcot? I think I'm going full day Epcot. I think I'm going full day Magic Kingdom, and I think I'm doing my half day at Animal Kingdom. Then why get the park hopper? Well, <clears throat> that's true. See, I think I think you could actually split Magic Kingdom and Epcot make the most sense to split because of the monorail. But there's so much there. There's so much at both, though. So that makes it really difficult to do. I say park hopper if you want to hit all four. And here's my argument on hitting all four. You go, you go Hollywood Studios morning, Epcot afternoon, 
full day Magic Kingdom, half day Animal Kingdom, and that half day is solely reserved to Avatar. Is it though? I mean, or Pandora? I said Avatar. Everybody knows yeah. what I'm talking about. And, and we'll get to that, but 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 yeah, okay. So, what? I guess I I take back needing the park hopper. If you're gonna do it my way, if you're gonna go Magic Kingdom full day, Epcot full day, Animal Kingdom half day, skip Hollywood Studios, you really don't need a park hopper at that point. Um, and unless you know a park closes early and you can you can get over to another park, if you do want to hit all four, I mean, absolutely you need a park hopper. And like Tom said, it's definitely possible to to do Hollywood Studios for a couple hours in the morning, get over to Epcot, and finish up the day there. But I really think you're shortchanging Epcot at that point. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you, you have, outside of, is Mission Space the highest height requirement or the tallest height requirement in, in I think Epcot? so, yeah. I think I'm, try, so. I'm trying to think. I mean, you're, you're talking highlights of a trip. What do you want to get out of it? From an attraction standpoint at Epcot, if we just go to that park and focus there, it's typically Test Track, Mission Space, Soarin', and Frozen. Those four alone almost require a full day to do. They do. And, I, you know, I would argue that World Showcase requires almost a full day alone to do. Yeah, and that's completely leaving out that side of, you know, that part of Epcot. So tough decisions have to be made if you're going to do this in a weekend. But again, I'm I'm all for skipping Hollywood Studios and and just rolling like that. You know, the other thing you definitely want to take advantage of, and again, this kind of runs counter to our normal advice, is you want to take advantage of extra magic hours. Then that drives you to stay in, in either a good neighboring hotel or the official Walt Disney World Hotel in a resort. You have to stay in one of those then. Yeah, it does require that you stay in one of those good neighbor hotels. So there you go. But I, I think that, you know, the extra, you know, potentially three hours, three and a half hours, four hours, you know, whatever it ends up being that you get is going to be worth it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And that's, it's funny how this changes depending on the length of your stay. Yeah. You know, we're typically <laughs> preaching, to, preaching to our listeners and, and when we plan our own trips, stay away from extra magic hours and don't get park hopper. Because we're there four, five, six days, and you, and you can, it's funny. I mean, it's, it's like you can avoid it being there that long, but mm-hmm. then you hit like a, you know, park hopper to me is only only necessary when you're there for a short period or there for an extra long period. Like when you hit that perfect median of four to five, six days, you can kind yeah, of, you really don't need it. You can kind of get away without get away without it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it is it is funny, but anyway. So I I I do think that the extra magic hours are key. You know, and going back to Tom's point. If you get extra magic hours at Hollywood Studio, I mean, could you could you do all the big attractions in Hollywood Studio during extra magic hours? Yeah, probably. Or close to at it. At least two of them. Easily mm-hmm. two of them. I mean, I'm thinking in our in our trips, and maybe we've utilized extra magic hours, or even getting there in the first hour of park opening, we've hit at least Rock and Roller Coaster twice, Tower of Terror once, and typically have that fast pass for Toy Story Mania. But again... Look at this. Say say you wanted to hit Hollywood Studios. Say say you wanted to do the four parks in two days, two and a half day deal. You get there at just park opening, not even extra magic hours. So they didn't even have extra magic hours. You go to Hollywood Studios. I, I promise you, you're going to be able to hit Rock and Roller Coaster first, Tower of Terror second, and Toy Story Mania and leave the park within two hours. Yeah, I think so. And, and think so, so you and you are now utilizing that park hopper. Now, is that $60? worth it for one hop 
I think it is if you if your desire is to hit all four parks, because you make one hop, go to Epcot, you basically hit Epcot from say roughly noon until nine p.m. and then maybe say even Magic earlier King. than noon. Maybe maybe you maybe because it's close. You know, if you've got extra. You've proximity. got ex- You could walk. You could walk. Really? Mm-hmm. Probably not quick, but but really, yeah. If you get into Hollywood Studios extra magic hours before the park opens, yeah, I mean, you could theoretically be you could be at Epcot when Future World opens, and you have multiple I mean, transportation issues. I mean, I mean, yeah, multiple transportation options rather from you Hollywood do. Studios to Epcot. I, if I'm planning my trip right now, two and a half days, and I want and I have a desire to hit all four parks, that's the way I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing I'm splitting. And then you may have the the fortune of hey Epcot closes at nine Magic Kingdom's up until midnight you hop one more time, true. I, I think. So, uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say so. Yeah, I think extra Magic hours are key to mm-hmm. to making this work. That and fast passes. I mean, you're gonna have to plan out fast passes. You're gonna have to utilize your fast pass as well because you know you don't have all you, you do have all day in the park, but you've got a, a limited window, and so you're gonna have to make a very efficient use of fast passes in order to do everything, particularly if you're going during a busy time period. Now, if that is the case, there's just some things you're not going to get to. And that's, you know, that kind of goes along with, with a trip of this duration. There are, there are things that you just don't get to. We didn't well, get on the monorail on the Mendo Disney. Let's trip. talk about that. I mean, let's, let's talk about some things you leave out. Okay. Let's go park by park and find a couple of things that maybe, you know, aren't for you. I, you know, we can start in Epcot if that's where, or Hollywood Studios well, rather, if that's where it's going to start. Yeah, park by park. Let's start at Hollywood Studios. I think you can leave that out. Um. Hollywood Studios in general. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, I think if, if we're going to dig into it and say we were going to hit all four parks, and I, th- I think that's a good way to go with this because most folks want to hit all four. Sure. Um, you okay. know, maybe it's your first trip or, or, or whatnot. I think you've got to understand you're going to miss the shows. You're not going to see Beauty and the Beast. You're not going to see Indiana Jones. You're, you're going to miss Fantasmic. You're going to miss the fireworks shows at, at Hollywood Studios. That's a reality. You know, a, a, yeah. a weekend trip is not not to, to go shopping. It, it's <laughs> it's really not to spend time really appreciating the detail and design of Disney World. Well, yeah, and you think about you think about a show or you think about a parade. Let's let's take the three o'clock parade since we were just talking about that. How long do you have to sit around before the parade? How long <laughs> yeah. does the parade last? And then how long does it take you afterwards to get cleared out from the? I mean, that's two and a half hours right there. Yeah, and I mean, and that and that's a time where you you utilize shorter wait times because you you don't <laughs> have you know the ability to to be in Magic Kingdom multiple days. Um, so, I mean, park by park, what are you leaving out of Hollywood Studios? Hollywood Studios. I what mean, are you not doing? I I think what I, all I'm gonna do, or I'm gonna hit Tower of Terror. I'm gonna hit Rock and Roller Coaster. I'm gonna hit Toy Story, and I'm gonna hit Star Tours. And you're leaving. I think that, and then I'm leaving. I think that's really. I mean, Beauty and the Beast. It's a really good show. I mean, I, it's a really good show, but you know, it's pretty long. Thirty minutes, I, yeah. Yeah, so I'm skipping that. I'm skipping the Launch Bay. I'm skipping Fantasmic as much as that hurts. One man's dream, probably skipping. Yeah, that. skipping one man's dream, you know. Little Mermaid. And not going to do Little Mermaid. Not going to be terrified by Ursula. It's a pretty sweet <laughs> Ursula. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's. I mean, I think that's all you can do if if we're gonna if we're gonna go with this plan. Is well, hit the big hit hit 
three or four rides, you know, whatever the case may be, if you, if you do decide you would need to do star tours and, and then get out of there. Now let's make it a little more difficult. What are you leaving out of uh, Epcot? You know, you're at Epcot I make, from 12 to nine. Do you you're think at Epcot from 12 out? to nine. Um, I don't think you have to leave anything out. I think you're going to have to truncate how much time you spend in the world showcase. See, this is where I think your strategy behind fast passes comes into play. I think I could do without mission space. Well, I mean, you're going to have to choose between one of, from a fast pass standpoint, Soren, Frozen, and Test Track. I could leave out. I could leave out Frozen. I could leave out Frozen too. Even that's a, that's a fantastic ride. It is a fantastic ride. And and look, you may be able to sneak in Test Track or Soren, whichever one you leave out of your fast pass selections. You may be able to sneak one of those in at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, during illuminations, the lines tend to die out a little bit. So you may be able to get one of those in at the end of the day. If you've got to choose between Test Track and Soren, what do you, what do you leave out? Do I have to leave it completely out, or is it like a fast pass selection? Well, I mean, because I'm picking Soren's fast pass because Test Track has single rider, but I don't have an issue riding with strangers and not designing a car. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Now, if I, I have to leave that. one completely out, I'm leaving Soren completely out because I like Test Track that much. Totally leaving Soren out. And that's probably against what you would say. I, I would. You're absolutely right. I would leave Test Track out and do Soren. But again, you're, you're at Epcot, and in our scenario, the way we're playing it, and this is a game we, we made up, so you're at Epcot 12 to 9. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's ample time. To hit a lot of different things. I mean, I, I think you could realistically finish the World Showcase in five hours, and that's not rushing it at all. You know, that's taking yeah. your time. So that's that's four hours to, you know, you've got to eat, obviously. Um, and and that's, that's a few hours to hit some attractions and get ready for illuminations, mm-hmm. uh, which would be a nice nightcap. Or you really want to get ballsy, you hop back over to Hollywood Studios and go back to Fantasmic. <laughs> That's true. You could do that too. And that'd be a bold strategy. I'd love to hear lot if somebody of, could do that. A lot of travel time there though. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Magic Kingdom. What what can you skip at Magic Kingdom? This what, is, would you this skip is terrible. I mean, I, I have no idea. Well, I don't know. I mean, some of the rides, you know, I could skip Winnie, the, Winnie the Pooh. Um, I have skipped Big Thunder before. So... But I'm not skipping Splash Mountain. I'm not skipping Space. Not skipping Monsters, Inc. Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, Carousel Progress, Blue Line. Not skipping any of those. Yeah. Jungle Cruise, I'm doing. Uh, is there anything in Fantasyland that really... I mean, I'm skipping Peter Pan. Train. I'm skipping Peter Pan. Well, yeah. It, it, it's it's just not worth it. Man, Seven Unless Dwarfs you have Mine Train. Price. I mean, this is yeah, where it's, it's tricky. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. But you do have a whole day at Magic Kingdom. So unless it's unless it's packed... You should be able to get fast passes, and you should be able to get on most of this stuff. I think you have to start off with Seven Dwarfs. I think you have to start off with Space. I think you have to start off with Splash. Yeah, your first three fast passes, absolutely, because we're looking at a new day here. So we're looking at day two. So we had a Friday. This is our Saturday. I agree. Your first three fast passes have got to be a combination of Splash, Space, Seven Dwarfs. And you've got to get there early, you know, Splash, or, or, or leave Peter out Seven Pan. Dwarfs, get Peter Pan and, yeah. and do Seven Dwarfs first thing. Yeah, I think, I think you know, most people who listen to the podcast, we talk about long wait times quite a bit, especially at different, you know, different attractions. You don't waste a fast pass on Buzz Lightyear. Don't waste a fa- uh, your initial fast passes, that is, on Monsters, Inc. or Carousel Progress, if that's even a fast pass attraction. You know, those are all things you can get later in the day. 
Uh, but you do have to have some sort of a strategy in mind of what you're going to grab first. Yeah. And, and understand and, and, that's the only time that, you may ride it. And that strategy is going to be dictated by what fast passes come available to later mm-hmm. on in the day. You know, yep. what else you get. So, you know, don't waste your fast passes on a Pirates of the Caribbean or Haunted Mansion, your initial ones. Correct. Because you're going to get those. Get them when they pop up later in the day. You're going. You're absolutely going to get those. The other thing I could leave off, Mickey's PhilharMagic. Could probably not do that. Yeah. I mean, to me, um, that's one of those rides you fill in when you're waiting on a fast pass to be available, mm-hmm. basically. Hall of Presidents, you know, it's it's a long show. It's worth seeing, but it's a long show. So I couldn't disagree more. I mean, I <laughs> I don't like history. <laughs> I have no interest in sitting through the Hall of Presidents. So, you know, that's that's another one you could theoretically skip. Um, but Magic Kingdom is a hard one. And, and again, that's why we want to spend a full day there. Because, you know, there is so much there to do. There is so much there to see. You definitely want to definitely want to get as much of it in as possible. Wait in, wait in lines as little as possible. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the key to doing as much as you can at Disney World. And unfortunately, that's a hard reality of what you do there. And I think I think there's also an, a, another point. You got to be ready to put your walking shoes on because you take the opportunity to walk across the park and step right onto a fast pass attraction. You know, you may yeah. be getting off Space Mountain and you grab a Jungle Cruise. That walk sucks. <laughs> you know, especially if there's some kind of parade going on at the, uh, you know, when you're trying to walk right through in front of the castle there. Uh, so I think I think so to, so far through our discussion, Magic Kingdom has been by far the most difficult because you're sorting out so many attractions. And again, this is dependent on the crowd you're going with. Now, if, you, if you're a parent listening and you're taking your children, yeah, you probably don't want to do Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, yeah. Mine Train. Maybe you want to do you know a Peter Pan, a Dumbo, a, you know, look elsewhere for your fast passes. Obviously, it's going to cater to who you're you're going with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But vast majority of the folks, they love hitting the, the big ticket rides. That's why they have the longest wait times. Exactly. Now we go to uh, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, it, it gets tricky because, you know, They're prior to, system. they are, prior to Avatar being open. Pandora. Yep, sorry. Prior to Pandora being open, you could really go in, hit this park first thing in the morning, hit all the, hit all the rides in an hour and be done. Yeah, I mean, now, at one point, this was Hollywood Studios, what we what we laugh about today. I mean, he's absolutely right. Animal Kingdom at one point. Or you could go late afternoon and the place was dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, we literally were reading news articles today. They've had capacity issues from a parking standpoint. You know, it's it's hard to say what, what can you leave off here. I'm telling you what you're going to have to leave off. I mean, I, I can, as, as just going recently, and you have a half day there. The Navi River journey? You're not getting both of them. You're either getting Flight of Passage or Navi River. It's yeah. just, unless you get there an hour and a half before park opening and you're the first person by that rope. Well, but even then it doesn't really matter because, well, okay, I take that back. If you can get a Fast Pass for, for one of Flight the of Passage, you get one a flight, Fast Pass for Flight of Passage. And I think most people, when the park first opens, are going to go to Flight of Passage, right? I mean, nobody's going to the Navi River journey. Yeah, I mean, I always sit here and think, like, man, we have great ideas, but we're not the only people thinking them. (laughs) So, so (laughs) really, you you could do both of them if you were to go to Navi River Journey first and get a fast pass for Flight of Passage. 
Yeah, I mean, and it's tough. It's tough for me to give you an honest estimation for how many people went that direction. While we did get to Animal Kingdom early, we had fast passes for Flight of Passage. We we went the opposite way because we said, hey, let's take advantage of Expedition Everest, which is also a fantastic ride. Not having a long wait, let's ride it as and, many times as possible. And that's what I was going to say is that if you do decide to leave off the Navi River journey, yeah, you can ride Expedition Everest. 10 times in a row when the park opens. Mm-hmm. You can ride Dinosaur 10 times in a row when the park opens because there's literally nobody there because everybody is in Pandora. And and coming, uh, I'm giving you an honest opinion, I would not wait in more than a 20-minute ride to 20-minute wait to ride Navi River Journey. But I know, just like when I was there, people told me not to wait, and I was hell-bent I was going to ride that attraction. So I understand that if you're like, I have to do it, you know, I've got to see it for myself. It's not worth any kind of a wait. It's not a very good attraction at all. Yeah. I think if you could stomach leaving that off, you'd have a, a great half day. And I mean, shoot, we did a half day in Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Now, now, obviously, Pandora wasn't open yet, but we did. Did we skip Cali? Uh, we we did not. We rode Cali twice. We, we did ride Cali. <laughs> Everybody had a poncho on except for you. Except for me. That's right. <laughs> And we did we did uh, Kilimanjaro. We did Expedition Everest multiple times. Di- and Dinosaur was even closed. So, I mean, we had yep. quite a bit of traffic in that area. So, I you, you definitely want... I mean, it's Animal Kingdom. So, you definitely want to go on Kilimanjaro safaris. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's my favorite early morning fast pass. Because all the animals are getting up. They're getting fed. You know, you I, I feel like you see a lot more if you go first thing in the morning. By mid-afternoon, it's hot outside. The animals are all in in undercover. They're all hiding. And let's you don't be honest, see a whole lot. Those trucks have rolled through a ton of times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those animals are probably they're not going to cross the path anymore. I mean, they understand what's going on. So that's that's my favorite fa- first thing fast pass to get is, or at least early fast pass to get is Kilimanjaro safaris. Expedition Everest. I mean, if you go over there first thing in the morning, you're going to be able to ride it. Expedition Everest does have a single rider line, so. You know, if that's not a concern to you, if you don't mind riding with others, you know, that's an easy way to get on that ride quickly. Dinosaur, I don't I don't think you skip dinosaur. I, I like dinosaur. Yeah, and that's and that's one where you know, we found a fast pass late in the day for a party of three pretty easily. You know, it it's a good ride. I mean, it had a probably a 30, 40 minute wait when when we were there. And we just grabbed a fast pass, hopped right in line and and you know, we rode it. I think the things you have to skip at Animal Kingdom, you're definitely skipping Lion King show. It's a Bug's Life. Um, you're skipping Finding Nemo that show. You're probably skipping the Up the now the form, now Up show, formerly the you know I, I forget what the Bird Show was called, and and you're skipping Cali River Rapids. Yeah, especially if you're leaving that day, you don't want to be soaked in the car yep, or on the plane. Point. Great point. So yeah, I I think Cali River you're skipping definitely. I don't know. I, I like the, uh, it's a bug's life. It's kind of dated and it's, you know, it's, but it's good. It's worth seeing once. You know, I, I hate to admit we didn't even do it the last time we were there. You didn't do it at all. Mm-mm, we sure didn't. We, uh, it's not, you know, it's we, not we, worth waiting in line for, but if you've got some time to kill, if you know, and, and I think you will if, because I don't know, there's, there's just not, when I think about Epcot and magic kingdom, there's tons of stuff to do. Animal Kingdom just feels emptier to me than those two parks. And and this is, again, this is pre-Pandora. 
I don't know. Let, let me tell you something. Definitely skip. Skip Rivers of Light. Don't, Not worth it. Don't waste your time there. <laughs> Man, I sure did. I didn't skip it. What I mean is I wasted my time there. I think that's the strategy. I think if, if you really are dead set on Navi River Journey, get a flight of passage, fast pass, go straight to Navi River Journey in the morning, and then see what's see what's open in Animal Kingdom. You know, see what you can get on, watch the wait times. You know, you shouldn't have too many problems early in the morning, particularly with Expedition Everest or Dinosaur either. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like Dinosaur gets a wait until after lunch normally. Well, well, in summary, let's let's you do real quick each how you would do your two and a half days, three attractions each park, and I'll do the same thing. Three fast pass attractions at yep. each park. Three okay. fast pass attractions each park, two and a half days. Yeah. Now, are we assuming that we are going? To Hollywood Studios or no? Your choice. I mean, it it's your trip, okay. not mine. <laughs> so I'm going to skip Hollywood Studios. I'm going to do Epcot on Friday. Depending on extra magic hours, of course. But we'll likely do Epcot on Friday. I'm going to get fast passes for Soren. I'm going to get a fast pass for Spaceship Earth. <laughs> and... <laughs> And mission space because really, what else can you do, right? And then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ride test track first thing. Uh, second day, I'm gonna go to Magic Kingdom. I'm gonna get Space Splash and Seven Dwarfs as my fast passes. Maybe try to squeeze in a Peter Pan first thing in the morning if I can do it. And then the third day, I'm gonna go to Pan or to uh, Animal Kingdom. I'm gonna get a flight of passage. You said it right the first time. You're gonna go to Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. I'm going to get a Flight of Passage, I'm going to get an Expedition Everest, and I'm going to get a Kilimanjaro Safaris Fast Pass, and try to squeeze Dinosaur in there at some point. So so Pete's out here saving you guys money. I'm going to go <laughs> the more expensive route. I'm doing all four. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to go Hollywood Studios first thing in the morning. I'm going to go Fast Pass list. Not going to take a Fast Pass in with me. Going to try and get there at park opening and going to hit Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Toy Story Mania. All of them at least once. If there's the opportunity to maybe grab a second single rider on Rock and Roller Coaster or a second run at Tower of Terror, I'm going to do that. I'm going to take the boat or walk, whichever one appears to be quicker in my head at that time, to Epcot. Uh, we'll have my fast passes there, and I'm probably going to grab a fast pass for, believe it or not, Frozen, Spaceship Earth, Mission Space. Going to go single rider line in test track, even if my party does not want to go with me. And then I'm going to do, uh, obviously try to grab a fast pass, if not possible, wait in Soren's line. It's a long if, line. If, t- but there's trivia you can play. That's true. If, if time permits, I'm going to try to sneak back over to Hollywood studios for Fantasmic. <laughs> I'm really going to be hopping around. I'm going to utilize the $60 that I spent. I mean, if you're going to get it, why not use it? And, and if it doesn't work, Illuminations is a, is a good show. It's a lot better than I give it credit for. Uh, so that'd be my Friday. Uh, Saturday, I'd do a full day at Magic Kingdom. I would do similar fast passes. I'd do Space, Splash, and Seven Dwarfs, uh, and then just kind of see see what the fast pass machine gives me the rest of the day. And then Sunday, I, I'm also going to do a, a half day at Animal Kingdom. Going to try to land a fast pass of either Flight of Passage or the Navi River Journey, and then grab, you know, I, I don't know, maybe a Tier 2. Is Dinosaur Tier 2? I don't even remember at this point. 
I think so. I, I'm not sure. Grab a couple different tier two ones and, and try and utilize the single rider line and Expedition Everest. Um, so I, you know, I'd probably stay uh, stay on resort and get the Disney bus system, or I would just Uber everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, to to really utilize time and and I think it'd be a, a fun condensed trip and I'd, I'd grab quick service meals, you know, pretty much throughout. And we've broken you know we've broken down good restaurants and good quick service spots before. So that'd be my trip. I think it's very doable, and it could be a really, really productive, fun trip. Yeah, I agree. I think it will be. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the rumor the rumors have started. We may be maybe doing a similar trip late January. That's what the rumor mill says. At least we'll see. <laughs> see if we can crunch the numbers. And I'm not here. I'm not happen. here trying to pay for a wedding, and these guys are well, hounding you. To, yeah, hounding me to go back to Disney World. <laughs> well, but good. Anyway. So. Again, any questions, anything, any suggestions, anybody that's done anything different, you know, let us know. We'd, we'd love to hear from you guys, you know, your, your weekend experiences. Again, these are not the types of trips that we typically do. You know, if we're going to go and, you know, three or four days is kind of the shortest time period that I like to go. Actually, five or six is kind of the shortest time period I like to go, but you know, you take what you can get, right? Yeah, very true. Very true. So, all right. Well, if you don't have anything else, Tom, let's go to the secret and trivia question. What do you got this week? Yes, yeah, secret of the night. Uh, we're going to be revolving around the Animal Kingdom here. So Disney's Animal Kingdom is the newest theme park to Walt Disney World. Uh, it's rather dated at this point, but still pretty new. The park is dedicated. 97, 98? Yeah, that? 97, 98, something like that. The park is dedicated to and contains years. many different animals. So, you know, Disney has to take care of the animals there and put special precautions in place to protect both guests and all the wildlife. For instance, you'll notice all the bathrooms in Animal Kingdom have doors with locks on the outside of the bathrooms, on the inside of the bathrooms. It's the only Disney park that has these, and it's just in case an animal were to get loose and guests need to find safety, which is kind of a scary thought. <laughs> also, if you order a drink at Animal Kingdom... It will not have a lid and the straw will be made of cardboard just in case trash accidentally gets dumped into an animal habitat. And then finally, while most of the animals spend all day out and about, at night they must return to their pens to sleep. Rounding up all of these animals would be no small task, so Disney trained all the animals to respond to a specific sound. When the animals hear it, they return to their pens for the night. That's just that's, that's the extra step in the Disney magic we talk about. I mean, all three of those examples guest safety with the locks inside of the bathrooms, you know, the cardboard straw with no lid to, you know, preserve the animals in case they were to get a hold of something like that. And then training the animals for a sound. That's yeah. uh, that's next level care for both the animals and the park visitors. Really don't like the straws though, which they would. Uh... Yeah. I don't like the straws and the, the lock on the inside of the bathroom still gives me the heebie jeebies in case a, a line were to get loose. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're going to hit our Disney trivia question from December 17th or 19th, I guess, when we released the episode. It was, what does the name Epcot stand for? Kind of a trick question. It doesn't stand for anything anymore. At park opening, it obviously stood for Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. And in 1994, they renamed it to Epcot 94. And then in 95, it was Epcot 95. And in 96, they named it Epcot. And you'll notice it's not in all caps, so it's no longer an acronym. We have 
named it ourselves <laughs> as every person comes out tired or every person comes out tanked, depending <laughs> on if you venture into the World Showcase or not. Thanks for everyone who participated. Uh, it, it was a fun trivia question. We, we I feel bad because we definitely kind of tricked you because it really wasn't an answer. But um, uh, good times regardless. So now trivia question of the week. This is one that Pete came up with. I'll have to give him credit here. I had no clue what the answer was. Trivia question is, what is the name of the parrot atop the entrance of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? Again, what is the name of the parrot atop the entrance of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? You can tweet us at podcast or email us at mendoww at gmail.com with your answers, and we will respond as quickly as possible. Well, I guess that is all we have for this week. We will be back next week. We're going to try to get back onto a semi-regular schedule again now that the holidays are gone and Tom's trip is over. So please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.